Warning, this podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this, and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This. I am James. I am Russ. And I am Fry. And I want to talk about the uh, One Party Tiger Train movie. I mean, you you couldn't have done worse than my piece of shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I hated it, but um, there's a couple of warnings on it. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll give a brief summary. As a kung fu movie or a martial arts film or whatever you want to call it, it's not that great. Oh, um, no! As as a war propaganda film, it's all right. Oh, if no. you're into that sort of thing, I would recommend you don't watch too many of those. The thing that I got out most most from this movie was not anything intended in the messaging. This is China's Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. But what it made me realize is it's so easy to see prejudice and misplaced hatred when it comes from someone else, right? <laughs> but when it's your people it's, doing it, it's... You it's have to, pretty you easy have, when it comes from our people, too. <laughs> it, it is, I mean, but... It's not that hard. It, 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 it is in broad strokes, but it's even not like the staring at one details, of those magic eye pictures. Like, you no, don't have I, to no, stare I, at it and unfocus your eyes. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, no, no. Shut up. Don't be shitty. <laughs> what I'm saying is, even these little nuances of how certain characters are depicted, I don't always notice that when it's wrong. But in this case, I noticed it every time, and it didn't make me think that, like, oh, we're better than them. It made me go, oh, crap. We have a lot of. We have a lot of work to do. Fry, we have all of our work ahead of us. Fry, when Jackie Chan came out like for his first scene, was he wearing a Proud Boys jacket? Uh, no, he, he had left that at home. Oh, damn. Well, and, and I, and I want to make something clear before I continue here. Fuck the Nazis, okay? <laughs> all those bastards can go to hell. That's not a prejudice thing. They're just morally wrong. I'm not, def- I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is when you see prejudice in another culture, it's so much easier to point your finger and go, oh, see? But it's it's important to remember to point that finger back at yourself. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's all. And that's all I'm saying. Other than that, though, I don't really recommend this movie. Um, aside from the propaganda, I just don't think it's... The plot doesn't make a ton of sense. The fighting is <laughs> okay, but not, you know, it's not, not that great. J- Jackie yeah, is I mean, 97 years old at this point, so... No, I'm not even talking about no. He, and he is still a great actor, but you know, uh, I just wasn't feeling it. And I think a lot of it is cultural, right? I don't know anything about this incident. I have no idea what they're f- talking about. So I want to have one small semantic debate, which is the only kind of debate. Uh, Jackie Chan <laughs> was always a sure. stunt man. He was a very good stunt man. He's not a good actor. Yes, he's not going. To yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I, I accept that. Uh, what I mean is, I was talking about the fighting. You know. Yeah. He does pretty damn good considering his age, but I'm not even just talking about his scenes. Like a lot, there's a lot of other people in this movie that do fighting, and like it's not bad, but like it combines the unbelievability of wire work without any of like the really cool shit that you see in more yeah. dedicated martial arts films. Fucking is what love I love. Flying Wushu. Those. If yeah. you Russ, are you gonna like this martial arts movie? Do people fly? Yes, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking love that shit. I'm gonna have a wank in the middle of it. Anyway, now, now, yeah, James, anyway. So yeah, question. I, well, go did, ahead. Did yeah. you watch this subtitled or dubbed? 
subtitled. Okay, I watched it. I watched it dubbed. Yeah, that was probably (laughs) there were some some very confusing parts when Jackie Chan was yelling at someone, "Do you speak our language?" And they would respond, <laughs> respond back, yes. And I'm like, everyone seems to be speaking ling- English. And then he would yell, speak Chinese then. And I was like, no, what, I what, mean, what yeah, are you when speaking you, when you right watch now? It, when you watch it dubbed, uh, okay, most of the Japanese characters in this movie do speak Japanese, but they seem to kind of mumble their way through it. It's very, it's a very, it, it feels like a very reductive version of the Japanese language, which I'm sure was not unintentional. Sim- not dissimilar to how we portray Germans in our World War II movies. Well, yeah, or Italians or the Japanese or anyone, right? So, But you know what's so funny? That's exactly how I speak Japanese. Well, yeah, but when you I know, start, you're learning. Example. When I start getting in over my head, it's like as long as it ends in mas, someone's <laughs> going to ferret out your meaning. Where it's like, that's what right. it is, but, but it's not even that. It's like they're... they're Clearly, some of these actors know how to speak Japanese, but they are presenting a very barbaric, you know, like monsterized, if you will, version <laughs> of. Because of course they were the invaders. Of course they're going to do that, right? But James, you know. I want you to speak a monsterized English. It would be okay. You know, Simlish. Yeah, that but aggressive. Okay, Fry, you do monsterized English. Oh, uh, monsterized. Hmm. Give me a prompt. Give me something to work off of. Ordering in a restaurant. It, you, no, 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 no. It has to be something uh, aggressive and violent. No, 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 no. No, it, no, no, it has no, to no. be something. You just showed up and you're going to arrest a bunch of people without cause and you're convinced that you're in the right. That's hey, what you have oh, to be Get them all in the, the cage. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'll have to leave you in there. No. no it's it's really gravelly. No. No, no, no. No, no, that's... It's not the gravel. It's it, You're not Tom Waits. We're not doing that. Monsterized English is the... Whenever you watch it, an anime that has an English character in it or a character that speaks English in it, that's monsterized yeah. English. And so it's like ordering in a restaurant sounds like, I will have the ramen with a side of guns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- th- but but Fry was doing it right in the sense that he was mumbling a bit and they do that constantly in this movie. And so that's kind of what I was... T- they, they, ma- they try to make it seem like a less complex or interesting language by kind of... You know, the whole time. So it's, it's, I don't know. It, it was interesting to experience that, but I don't recommend the film in that sense. Yeah. Uh, two out of five stars, uh, too much propaganda. Anyway, what do we have today, boys? We have dark horror today. Yes. Dark we do. horror. And, and we had I'm different excited. definitions of dark horror. Um, I would reckon, yeah. Yeah. My, my definition was mirthless. Yes, it was, I mean, uh, I, I went that direction as well, so my mind doesn't have a lot of joy in it. Between Fry and myself, as we've discussed on previous episodes, I think I take a lot more enjoyment, a lot more relish from the horror genre. Yeah. You absolutely do take more joy <laughs> in this uh, genre of movies. I used to work in an emergency room, and so I'm no stranger to like very real life gore and it doesn't bother me and so a lot of gore in horror movies ends up looking kind of cartoonish almost and i appreciate it like anytime i watched a a movie this week that had 1700 liters of fake blood in it and it was (laughs) it was just a cartoon 
But that is not the movie that I watched for the podcast. And I have been itching to have an excuse to watch this movie and get around to it and dedicate some time to it. I chose 2018's The House That Jack Built. Ah. Because The House That Jack Built is directed by one of my very favorite auteur divisive directors, Lars von Trier, who <laughs> Lars von Trier is the guy behind um, Antichrist. He's the yep. guy behind Melancholia. He's the guy behind Nymphomaniac. He's the guy behind Dogville. He does not have any movies that aren't divisive. And he himself is kind of a, a little bit of a piece of shit, but he's a good movie director. Yeah, yeah. So, The House That Jack Built, is a movie in five vignettes with a bridging story. Oh, interesting. All five of the vignettes feature the character Jack. Jack is a serial killer operating in the United States in the decades of the 70s and the 80s. Ah, okay. Okay. And the bridging story is his trip through hell, accompanied by Virgil, a la Dante's Inferno. Oh, interesting. In this movie, Jack has taken the place of Dante. And instead of trying to explore human nature and what it means to sin and the nature of divinity and punishment and eternity and all such like as that, Jack is trying to justify the crimes that he has committed to Virgil. Oh, interesting. Hmm. He has been given a chance to sort of argue his point. And so what he's trying to prove, ultimately, is that everyone creates. Everyone creates something. Maybe the things they create are meaningless. Maybe you're Da Vinci and you create timeless works of art. Maybe you're Mozart and you create symphonies that will last to well i I concertos that last to the end of time maybe you're beethoven and your strength is in symphonies his strength is in murder see and i'm not sure that these are the same things there jack exactly well but that's the interesting discussion and that's the point of the movie because this is virgil telling him off and being like you're just a piece of shit like you're not saying anything interesting and as the movie progresses they argue the nature of this like what it like they argue the nature of art a little bit, and but more it's just like telling off Jack as a piece of shit. Right. Sure. At the very outset of the movie, uh, Jack's like, I'll give you some random memories. I'll give you some random stories about the things that I've done. And they are, you're not given any context for like what time frame he's doing this in. But as the vignettes happen, it becomes very obvious whether it's in his early stages as a serial killer or like maybe his first murder ever versus when he's killed quite a lot of people and kind of knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But the vignettes have a very different tone to them. And my definition of dark horror was one that was mirthless, was one that like had no laughter to it whatsoever. It was just complete bleakness. And I had to double check myself with my better half. And it's like, can I do this for the podcast? Because I think this one is kind of funny. And she's like, there was nothing funny about that. And you're a fucking monster. <laughs> and so I have to kind of approach it from my lens, which might not be everyone else's lens. Well, I mean, I don't think any of 
any of our lenses are the same as any of the others. I, like, I don't. We I, all I mean, have... you don't want to approach this movie through my lens, so I think yours is the one to do it. <laughs> Fry, Fry's like, "Oh, that's an icky movie," and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, that's a bit strong." My and Russ is, is like, like "We." <laughs> and here's the thing: we mentioned like the gore factor specifically yeah. last week, and I was a little bit surprised in that this movie is not overtly bloody, right? Like, Kill Bill is leagues more blood and gore than this thing. Okay. Yeah, but Kill Bill's a cartoon, yeah. effectively. But this is so much more unnerving. Be- do you know the Do you know the reason why I always re- ask for little gore in horror movies? It's the unseen. The unseen is always scarier. It's not because I dislike the gore. The gore takes me out of it. I'm like, not in the same way as you, where I have not seen a lot of real life gore. But movie gore does look fake, and I think that's kind of a good thing, personally. I, but but what it, you, you do know. see is it is face punchingly distressing. <laughs> right, right. Well, we I picked dark horror. I knew what I was getting into, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm prepared. So there's my introduction and my brief plot summary. So I welcome your questions. Yeah. So I have a couple of questions. So. This sounds pretty art house. Oh, I didn't uh, talk about how... the stars. It stars Matt, Matt Dillon of all people. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a and he fucking annihilates it. Ja- okay. Jack is very clearly uh, probably paranoid schizophrenic, and right. not to say that people are schiz- who are schizophrenic are like necessarily murderers because it's the, the population did... between them and the normal population is one and the same. But was that right? Yeah. How many people did he kill? Let me try and think. Well, you said you it's don't like wit- five vignettes, but I'm wondering yeah, like, what we, his total kill count. You don't witness all of his killings. Yeah, yeah. Round about ten people. Round about ten people. But his his total body count is probably above sixty. Yeah, yeah. They they don't need to show you everything. He because okay. he's just telling the story. To yeah, that makes damn. sense. So go ahead, Fry. Oh no, I was just saying, damn, that's a lot of people to kill. Yeah. Oh, I mean, one is so, a lot of people to kill, but sixty right now. <laughs> One's yeah, I mean, probably I think enough. We can all agree that one is probably too many <laughs> to kill. Okay, so it sounds pretty art house. Mm-hmm. How long is this thing? Two hours. Okay. Is it in black and white or? No, 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 no. It is not in black okay. and white. It is in full color and glory. Wait, it's not. Two okay, hours. I don't know why. It's, I was... uh, it's two hours and change. Two and a half. Oh, hours. Yeah, that's the, uh, approximate. Is fine. I don't need the exact. Okay, I, uh, I didn't notice I the length just because every uh, it was like watching uh, it was like watching VHS because like every right. like every story is sort of self contained. Yeah, when it, when they break it up like that, it's a little yeah. I, I I'm with you on that. Okay, so I'm curious about the tonal shift between the journey down to hell and the vignette. So how the, does that work? So here's the thing: the journey down to hell doesn't happen until the very 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 end. Well, I mean, what I mean is the conversation between him and Virgil and the vineyard. So what happens is the the conversation, Virgil and Jack are unseen. Oh, okay. He, and uh, so like when the movie opens up, their first conversation takes place in blackness. And intercut will be shorts that sort of illustrate a bit of a point. Right. And so like when they're arguing on the nature of art and what it means to create and what it means to interpret... You get a lot of intersections of like Glenn Gould playing the piano. And Glenn Gould famously was a very divisive artist and interpreter of Bach, especially. And I mean, 
extremely autistic and very persnickety. But when you listen to Glenn Gould's recordings, they're remastered three times because he couldn't help but hum along with the music very loudly. <laughs> wow. And so, like, sound engineer, engineers of the time had a fucking feat with him because they had, like, edit out his hums when they were, like... And his interpretations of Bach are no less than brilliant, and he's considered one of the one of the greatest performers of all time. But, you know, how do you get past the idiosyncrasies? And that right. is reflected in Jack as well, because while he's killed a lot of people, they weren't all good. And even if you right. even if you're examining him from the mindset of a an effective killer, huh, he's got some missteps in there, which are full yeah. front and center on screen. Okay, okay, interesting. I hesitate to say because I don't want to spoil. Like, if you watch this movie, I mean, you'll either love it or hate it. But uh, Jack <laughs> has OCD pretty badly, right? And in an early killing, he finds it very difficult to leave a crime scene. Because he's worried he hasn't cleaned up all the blood. <laughs> so it's like, at what point does the... And, and that's a point of discussion. At what point does the disability influence the artist or the artist overcome the disability? Anyway, Right. I realize this might be spoilers, but I am curious. Does he make any headway on convincing Virgil that murder is art? I don't mm. want to know that. If you don't mind, Fry. Okay, you know what? We'll Fry, I know out. you'll never watch this movie. Yeah, you just just ping Russ later. <laughs> I don't want to. I I don't want to know anything more about the story of this movie because I have a feeling there's not that much of it, and it's more of a there's there's quite a bit of story. <laughs> the, the, there, well, but there can't be that many beats, right? Well, there's a couple of vignettes that like there is so much that is left unsaid, and you're usually mm. dropped in the middle of the action. Just to see how they express like the shared history between Jack and these characters that have never been introduced to us, and then ultimately he just kills one of them. But right. they got to this point, and Jack was at some point charming to them. Okay. All right. All right. That's very good. Thank you. We're at 20 minutes. I want to give Fry yes. some time here to talk about his film. Fry, what do you have for us? I had to search around quite a bit for this because this is not <laughs> a genre I have a lot of knowledge in. Thankfully, that, yeah, I yeah. am mysteriously surrounded by people who do enjoy these types of movies. <laughs> so I, I had plenty of people to give me some feedback. And I wound up That's on good. The Shrine. Ah, the, the Shrine is mostly set in Poland. So you know it's going to be dark because it's Poland is <laughs> dark there most of the time. They don't use a filter over Poland to make it dark, but you, you, I feel like they wanted to, and like someone stayed their hand. Yeah, wait, wait, hold on. What is so Russ and Fry for the Poland movie filter? What do you think of when you when you blue. think about yeah, blue oh, gray, yeah, right? That, that blue gray, yeah. I don't remember a lot of times that this has happened. I've seen this movie. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Um, well, this works out well. You can uh, keep me honest. Well, no cheating. Russ, no cheating. No. Fry, please no, continue. No, no, I'm not going to. So it, we follow a, a journalist. Uh, she has basically gotten demoted at her paper, and she's writing stories about, like, bees and stuff that is just not <laughs> at all interesting to her. But okay. she has found out about this guy who disappeared in Poland, and she thinks there's more of a story there. Okay. Apparently, over the last couple of decades... Every so often, someone will visit this really out-of-the-way remote town in Poland 
they'll disappear there and then their <laughs> luggage magically appears at a different airport in Europe. And so they they're flying Air Canada. I, I, I think we should all take a moment and respect the fact that anytime an airline screws us over, like we always want to take an opportunity and just roast the shit out of it. So well done. What a field to be in. Because for air travel, you really can't do better than we got them there without annoying them too much. Because the whole, the whole process is going to be annoying. So every little thing that goes wrong, people just get more and more upset about. So you're not looking for the best airline. You're always just looking for the least bad airline, most of the time. <laughs> Except for American Airlines, who flies every flight perfectly. American Airlines, <laughs> we're open for sponsorships. No, we're not. Uh, you, you have to keep the luggage with the passenger. That's a fucking basic. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know why continue. that's so hard. But anyway. So she pitches the story to her boss like, hey, you know, I've got a lead here. I think there's something going on. I, I don't think it was just this guy. I think there's something going on in this place in Poland. Can I go check it out? And he tells her very clearly, no, are you fucking kidding me? Hmm. I, I don't think it's really discussed where they are in the States because they're not going to be there long. But I, I felt like it was like a not very large town they were in. And so I'm Somewhere just imagining the like East the Coast. Fort Worth Star Telegram sending someone to Poland to investigate something. It just doesn't doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. <laughs> I can almost guarantee they wouldn't come back. Well, <laughs> spoilers. So I'm from <laughs> <don't>. Texas. <laughs> burp, 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 and the locals just immediately go, oh, there's a uh, short pier. Also, I love that you dropped the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Like... I don't know why I went for that one, but it, but it was the first one in my mind. You know, I'm wearing my grandfather's watch right now. That is the company that is engraved on the back of this watch. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he worked for the Fort Worth Star Telegram for over 40 years. Well, yeah, but new, newspapers were still like... A thing. You know, in... Yeah, that was yeah, when they thing, were when, like yeah. somewhat important pieces of... I mean, yeah, they're not really that important. Well, uh, no newspaper is, yeah. Right. I, I wasn't calling out Fort Worth Star-Telegram specifically as being the only irrelevant newspaper. Except the flyers from my new religion. Remember when they called them the Startlegram? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good time. I mean, it wasn't. They shouldn't okay. have been trying to scare people. Boy, we are off topic. So, <laughs> the most milk shows newspaper. Brian got his bike stolen today and the evening edition. Yeah. They found Brian's bike. <laughs> the, the personalized ads were mostly just like lost cat, and there'd be like a picture of like a some animal that barely got caught on camera. It's an eye stock photo of a cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of a cat. <laughs> anyway, still so, watermarked Shutterstock across the. <laughs> <laughs> so our our protagonist, uh, Cam, uh, Carmen, who is the journalist in question, Sarah, her intern. And uh, Marcus, her ex-boyfriend, who's also a photographer, they they pack up and they go to Poland. Is Sarah okay. getting paid for her internship? Not enough. It, it's not <laughs> clear intern? she's getting paid, but it's very clear she's being mistreated because she knows this is an unsanctioned work trip to Poland and she still goes along with everything that happens in this movie. God damn. She's so, almost certainly not getting paid. So we've got this town in Poland. Uh, they... They get there, and it is just the creepiest fucking vibes. Like, everyone looks at them like, get the hell out of here, outsiders. They've got this church with some really over-the-top robes. They don't look like any any Christian denomination I have seen. The Cult of Dagon! Uh, Excellent. I mean, very cool. I can see why, like, people 
should put on cool costumes if they're going to do religious stuff. So, I mean, good on them, but <laughs> a little bit creepy as well. And the most mysterious thing and the most easily noticeable thing is that there's a part of the forest nearby that just has a permanent black fog floating over it. <laughs> well, that's fairly unusual. Yeah. Not related to the weather, doesn't what? blow away, it doesn't rise up, just a cloud of fog. You guys don't have the fog? Uh, no. <laughs> Every now and again, it's someone? It's too hot down here for the fog to Wait, is this Wait, is this a note prequel? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm afraid not. So they, you know, they get chased out of town almost immediately, roughed up a little bit. One of them, tell, Marcus, has, uh, Marcus is British or English, and so they... They ask him, you, you're you English? He's like, yeah. He's like, nothing for you here, English. Go away in, in, in their do, broken English. Do, do any of them speak Polish? No, none, no one from America speaks Polish in this movie, and they did not bring so the, anyone who could interpret. So this was a well-planned expedition. Well, yeah. They, you, you would think maybe if you're going to go investigate a crime that took place in Poland, someone who someone speaks Polish. Someone speak Polish. They, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would recommend it, but you know what? I'm not a journalist. Yeah, I'm not you know, an expert. We didn't Maybe to, I'm wrong. We didn't go to journalism school. We are humble podcasters. <laughs> it's it's a different line of work. They have their own, you their just, own ways of things. You could just imagine. So, like, an American journalist is just like an 80s detective where they roar up in a sports car. And it's like, they're like, do you speak the language? They're like, I don't need to. I speak journalism. Like, you know, it's like one-liners and punching people Big and shit. Big ticket come out of his fedora that says, press yeah exactly now, now this isn't one of those movies where everybody in the foreign country conveniently speaks english most of them only speak polish or like a yeah, of english uh yeah. so and, so and, their investigation yeah. goes very poorly they find a, a little girl <laughs> in the village who does speak english well enough and they're talking to her they're like hey do you do you like it here and she's like oh no <laughs> not even close <laughs> Like, like the oh concept my goodness, of, no, this town is awful. Like the concept of you're supposed to like the place you live had never even occurred to her in her life. I am here. So, this is where I was born and will die and suffer <laughs> in between. We aren't supposed to leave. Would you like to see my stump? <laughs> it's just so, like, <laughs> So we're going we're gonna to follow some fairly standard, you know, horror movie setup here. The villagers chase them out. There, yes. you know, Carmen is like, well, I got to get this fucking story. So they turn around and go into the forest from another direction, get into the fog. Marcus doesn't go into the fog. Sarah just kind of wanders in first, the intern, and then Carmen <laughs> runs in after her. And Marcus is like, I'm going to maybe stay out here where I can see things. The, Fry, the I have intern some went in first, despite she not did. being commanded to. She just wandered in uh, while they were arguing about their relationship, which I do kind of get. Like, oh, you two are gonna want, <laughs> you two are, are gonna argue about your relationship here in Poland around a creepy fog. I'll just go in and die. Fry, I have several questions. Yeah, yeah, please. The first question is this: Do you feel that the fact that two people who were in a relationship and are now exes going into this situation is at least somewhat manufactured and possibly slightly immersion ruining they do have an explanation for it in the story which I'm is sure they do since she is going on an unsanctioned trip she can't exactly bring one of the photographers from from her paper with her her ex is a freelance and so you're going to ask the person who is least likely to say yes mm. 
And uh, he he doesn't immediately want to go, but she'd already bought him a ticket, and he was like, eh, I guess I'll go. It wasn't that hard to convince him. I mean, look, <laughs> okay. your ex shows up with a ticket to Poland, well, a ticket somewhere you want to go, maybe think about it. No, I would No, I would tell them to fuck off. All right, look, here's the thing. Fry, I'm not trying to be too mean here on this movie, because it does sound like it's got some scary moments, but... This sounds like an idiot plot, <laughs> like where everyone in it has to be I a wasn't moron told for the that plot. Dark to work. horror meant no idiot plots. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's fine to submit it. I'm just yeah. letting you know that I feel like I see a challenge with this movie. Oh no! At every going. point in I'm this saying. movie, I'm somewhere between "Why are you doing this?" and "You deserve to die yes. for this." Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you're All you're right. gonna have okay. that feeling. Okay, gotcha. I, I appreciate your and then there and then people are going to start dying, and you're going to be like, "Ooh, I didn't mean like that." I don't know. I, I I haven't even seen this movie, and I already hate all of these characters except for the little girl. She kicks ass. Well, she um, betrays them. The, oh no, that I would betray them too. They're morons, <laughs> and they shouldn't have gone to Poland, and they shouldn't have interfered with a dark fucking ritual to get a story. Yep. Now, here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to explain what this movie would have needed to change. In order to make me want to watch it, because I don't. I'm going to watch Russ's movie. Well, I barely... I, 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 at least let me tell you what's in the mist, for God's sake. Oh, yeah, sure. I got science? to the edge of the... <laughs> Is it dark science? No, it's... <laughs> a... God, damn it. No. A spaceship? No, it's, oh. an evil, it's an evil god of some sort, I assume. Uh, it's just kind of an ugly statue. I mean, <laughs> it's an, Well, okay. It does uh, follow you and turn its head to look at you at times. Oh, like Doctor Who. And then it gives you visions of blood leaking out of every part of it. Sweet. So, I mean, it's it's a bad statue. You wouldn't... It's, it's obvious they don't want their town square built around it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's what this movie should have done. It should have been filmed entirely in Poland by a Polish crew, or where or whatever destination, right? And the, the protagonist should have been a broke-down, beat-up police officer who has to go investigate a murder in this town because they don't have a police department. That would that's the start. The second this was piece done of by it, a Canadian film company. Well, okay, they 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 have made many mistakes. The second piece of it, it well, wait, oh wait, hold on a sec. So most of this movie's in English, actually, because the main caster or well, or, or speak English. I don't speak Polish, but I feel like if I spoke Polish, I'd have understood the other half of this movie. Okay, it was not subtitled. Okay. The Polish is just well, not for <laughs> you to understand. I, well, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't. It probably doesn't need to be. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, this 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 one sounds kind of Russ's movie sounds a lot more interesting to me. I this one sounds a little more just standard. I guess it's it's. I, I mean, Fred, it's you, it's bad. You're right. I mean, you you yeah. made the right choice here. <laughs> did you check the Rotten Tomatoes score on yours? Yeah, I think it was in the like 40s or something 40s, like okay. that. Mine was yeah. 60. So. Yeah, mine mm. mine was but I think, not. But I think it's just because Lars von Trier is a very divisive director. And well, and with Lars von Trier, the only the people who see his movies, most of them are going to like it. The rest, most people don't. Just they just wouldn't. I, watch I actually, it. I just checked again. This is one of those divisive ones. The critics gave it a sixty-seven percent, which is still not high, but not bad. Mm-hmm. And not the bad, audience yeah. gave it a thirty-four. Oh, Good wow. God damn! Wow, that's interesting. I, I would love to know what the critics are thinking because it kind of sounds like a like a a plot for stupid people. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I really hate it when movies are like and I'm not saying it's hundred percent like this because I haven't seen it, but just it sounds like from what you're saying, like these people have no reason to risk their lives. 
and and that's the biggest problem is this yeah, is I understand the only they way to save story. her career is her <laughs> but it's super not like that's her the, career that's the writing problem, for a right? newspaper that's a career that's going to last a long time she needs to keep that career you know i didn't even think about that but that's a good point <laughs> I mean, this was filmed in 2010 when newspapers were at the height of their power. Of course you want to be in I, oh man. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, Russ, I, I, I want to watch Russ's movie. Uh, I, I just think it sounds interesting. I don't know if I'll like it, but it sounds interesting. The main character and the intern uh, never make it back, presumably so they're spared the horror of finding out the newspaper went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the true horror all along, is that print is done. Yeah, print. the true horror was that people were doing this for a newspaper that people weren't going to read and were going to use to line their bird cages. So I have one more question for you, Fry. What did everyone else in your place think of this movie? I'm curious. Uh, we wound up watching it over two sittings because the first 20 minutes <laughs> oh are gosh. an hour long. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> when we finally finished it, one person did find parts of the end a little bit too gory. Uh-huh. And the rest of us were just like, oh, glad it's over. <laughs> okay so it sounds like it sounds like i may, may be making the right choice although i acknowledge russ that you said it was divisive so we'll see i don't know if i'll like you're it, making it sounds the right interesting. choice i mean my my okay. you are making the right choice russ's movie does sound interesting mine it sounds interesting mine felt like the pinnacle of what we describe as unnecessary movies like uh, it, yeah it, i i agree it didn't with need you that to on be there. there it's not offensive that it is but it, uh, the actually, world is just good... fine either way Actually, you bring a good point. Russ, I don't know. I should chide you. I'm not sure your movie is particularly unnecessary. No, the thing is... What... I, try, I, I go in seeing movies that I've never seen before. And so, yeah. and so, oh, I know, and so I know. the only thing I have is score aggregators. And so I try to no, stay in no, the 60s Russ, I understand. None of that is going to stop me from chiding no. you. And, but, <laughs> because I chided Fry, I'm going to chide you as well. But the thing is... It sounds like a very unique film. It is very unique. But yeah. so is Crabgrass. Yeah. And yeah, you, so is botulism. Can be unnecessary. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's fair, I guess. But we need but botulism. Feel, it, it makes our... I, it, it it's makes not, our it's not, I'm not hurting anyone. Cleans I'm just out our insides. Because I want to spread... I want to spread the finger pointing around, right? It's when I see it, I point. It doesn't mean I won't watch it. It doesn't mean you, you, know, you shouldn't have brought it because it sounds like maybe a hidden gem for me. Uh, I don't know. We'll find it. I'll probably never watch it again. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, fantastic. Russ, well, the, uh, we were talking. Yours, I oh, think, ahead. based on the, the some of the things I was reading, would have given me nightmares. So I'm glad I didn't watch it. It sounds interesting, <laughs> but it it doesn't sound like one I'm going to give a try. The, yeah, my, my goal is not to give anyone nightmares with these cats. The, there's only one scene that kind of got me. And mm. I'd be curious to see. You should guess what it is. Most of it, I was like, ah, that's fucked up. But then there was one scene I was like, uh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's cool. So, what have you boys been watching lately? I got one. Yes. What you got? I watched Evil Dead Rise. Oh, yeah? Week. How was that? The new Evil Dead movie. And I realized at the intro I misquoted. I said 1,700 liters of fake blood. That was wrong. It was 1,700 gallons of blood. Mm. Oh, uh, almost twice as much. Which translates to... No, no, no. There's, there's four liters to a gallon. So it was 6,500 no. liters of yes. fake blood. And if you've seen an Evil Dead movie, well, by golly, you know what you're getting. 
Yeah, but that's that's the fun kind of blood. It basically looks like red, like diet, like ketchup. It basically. is so much fun. No notes. Evil Dead movie. See, do you like chainsaws? Do you like blood? <laughs> you got yourself a movie. So it's an Evil Dead movie. It has Bruce Campbell in it. Yeah. So he's only in it. Uh, he in this one, he's only a voice. He's a voice no, on a recording. That's fine. That's okay. They just need an acknowledgement yeah. of him, and then they're fine. Like, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Fry, what it's about like you, man? It's like putting Stan Lee in all the Marvel movies. Yeah, He's got to exactly. be there. He doesn't Same need deal. to be there all the whole time. Believe it or not, that I actually don't like. But uh, Fry, uh, but then I don't like the Marvel movies, so it's pointless. Why are you Fry, racist what about against yourself? Stan Lee? I'm, what? White motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> fucking white. That's the name of my new ska band. Oh, fucking whites? Yeah. I have been watching Orville, and I want to tell you the origin story of this show. Okay, it's on Disney Plus, and so Seth MacFarlane, you know the, fa- the is that the right Seth, the family, the family guy, guy? guy. Yeah. family guy, guy. Seth MacFarlane went to Paramount or whoever and said, "I want to be a Star Trek," and Paramount said, "You can't be a Star Trek." So he went to Disney and said, "I want to be a Star Trek," and they said, "How close do you want to get?" And he said, "Dare him to sue us." <laughs> it is not only. A fun parody of Star Trek. It's out. It's outright just a good Star Trek show. If you liked Next Generation, you will like Orville. It is a good show, updated for modern times. Agreed. It's it's just a good show. Like I mean, it's it's nothing. It's nothing too deep, but they do address like you know the kind of social issues that you expect a Star Trek to address. It sounds. So, I've yeah. heard so many good things about it. Now that it's on Disney Plus, I should give it a try. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not amazing, but if you just want a show to watch and kind of chill out to, it's perfect for that. At one time in my life, I met Chad Coleman, who plays Clyden on the Oroville. Oh, you met Super him? Super nice guy, extremely wow, he's, nice he's, guy, he's, well, and really cool. a good actor. It's really impressive the range he gets through all of that face. No makeup. joke. They do a fry. They do a really good job. Fry, when you watch it, get a bingo card for like, okay, that's probably the Klingons, those are the Vulcans, these are the Romulans. You'll be able to you'll be able to match everything. It's, <laughs> uh, it's like a, it's thing. a one-to-one translation. However, however, well, it's not well, it's not exactly because they actually fix some problems. Okay. So, no, no teleporters. That solves way too many problems and they took it away. That was smart as shit. Um there are certain dramatic points when you watch any Star Trek series, and we all know they have good and bad episodes. Sure. I would say Orville's been slightly more even, but when you even when you're watching a good episode and a dramatic point happens and there's like a political issue that they need to deal with or like some kind of negotiation, when you watch Star Trek, sometimes you're saying, no, here, just do this, and they don't do that or they can't because of some done reason. In this show, they always do the smartest thing, but then they pull it back a little with the, no, we want to be... Like, for example, if they're faced with a great enemy, yeah, they just invent a weapon that can kill them all. But then they go, well, maybe we shouldn't use it. Yeah. In Star Trek, the they little... just throw ships against the enemy until <laughs> enough people have died for the plot to move along. Like, So it's it's an improvement in many ways. I was thoroughly impressed. Sounds like a pretty solid recommendation. I'll have to give it a try. Yeah, I, I would give it a shot, you know. And now I think it is time to configure the wheel. That's a new thing I'm doing. You guys like that? Or? I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. What do we got? All right. What do, what do we got this time? Russ, do you want to put trains on here? I feel like our trains are No, no, no. I know. I, no. I, as, okay. as I said okay. in that episode, that was the monkey's paw. It has shriveled. I mm. got my wish. And my zombie son came back and tried to kill me. Sometimes. 
trains are better. Okay. Uh, Fry, what about you? You got a category you want? Well, I keep putting computer hacker in here, and I'm going yeah, to Yeah, throw it in there. And All right, we got computer I also, hacker. I want to add Las Vegas. Okay, very cool. That's a good, I'm that's going a good to throw, one. this is going to be a fucking minefield of a topic, but I would like to put horses. Cool. Horses. Okay. But it's a fucking minefield because I don't want one of those fucking racehorse movies. Like, please so, don't do that. So it's got to focus on horses in some way or like, how does that work? The horse does not need to be the main character, but it needs to be about horses. It needs to be about horses. Like it okay. can have a human in it. Like that's okay, but so like yeah. just a random cowboy movie because it has horses. No, yeah, count. that that's okay. yeah, that's not enough. All right, good, good. Um, and then I want to put one in there that I think is probably a little bit easier. Let me see, what would be a fun one we haven't done in a while? I'm just going to put the word monster in there and leave it alone. Right. Monster. Okay, Russ. What about you? I want Spanish language. Very good. All right. And natural disasters. Ah, crap. Okay. Well, you can't win them all. All right. It's time to spin the wheel. Yeah, monster. Monster movie. Now, now, gentlemen, use the broadest possible definition. So That's it. The movie should contain and be about a monster. It doesn't have to be good or bad. It's something with a monster in it. Correct. You notice I didn't say monsters. That was intentional. It can have more than one, but it does not have to. All right. Okay. Sort of monster Excellent. movie this Excellent. week. So we've uh, we got through this dark horror episode. It was pretty rough. Do you guys have any uplifting thoughts that you would like to leave with the listeners? Eat and chili. Okay. That's. That's good, I guess. Beans or no beans? Just to start fights on the internet. So many beans. Okay. Fry, what about you? Uh, I had chicken soup for dinner. It was pretty tasty. Homemade chicken soup. Really good. Oh, homemade. All right. Well, that's, that's nice. Uh, thanks for contributing, as always. And This is the section where we talk about what we ate today, right? Wait, I forget. I like, I, wait, I forgot. Chili is the name of my wife's butt. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey James Watch This. Have a great day, and don't drink.